0: Time purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. Hello,
1: good afternoon. This is the midday news. The news is live on Joy 99.7 in Accra, Love 99.5 in Kumasi, affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, including ATL and Castle FM, Cape Coast, and Jubilee and Sun City Radio, Keta. We are live on Twitter Spaces, Facebook Live Stream, and My Joy Online Interactive app. The midday news is sponsored by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrosol. Always a delightful experience. And Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank, where Dura Plus goes, water flows. Coming up, Oboise East District Security Council says joint military and police team will be maintained at the anglo golda Ashant Mines to ensure illegal miners stuck in the shaft will be arrested once they show
2: up. They said they will not come unless I promise them that uh, when they come out, they, 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 will, they will not be taken to the police. And, you know, I, I cannot give that promise. I said, at least you go to the police, you have to a statement, you are giving bail. We're live in Obuasi to get the latest,
1: plus a year after the destruction for gold documentary, illegal miners have taken over the river tunnel in a renewed onslaught despite a recent crackdown on irresponsible mining close to Samraboy in the western region. The
3: decimation, the catastrophe that you're leaving behind is shocking. The poisons. It's, it's, it's a travesty.
1: Also in this package, Supreme Court describes as unconstitutional, President de directive asking Daniel Domelevo to proceed on leave when he was Auditor General. We have details and residents in Gomwa-Otrecon along the Cape Coast Highway demand immediate government intervention to address what they
2: describe as needless deaths on the stretch. First May, we had an accident. Second May, we had an accident. Third, fourth May, we had an accident. Seventh May, we had an accident. Twelfth, fourteenth, we had an accident. Twenty seventh, we had an accident. And today, too, there is an accident.
1: But what could be the cost of the almost daily vehicular accidents on that
4: stretch? You could see somebody, because his car is new, trying to overtake about six, seven, eight cars at a go. This road, I don't know, the indiscipline is too much.
2: We'll hear from the authorities and in sports. We preview black princesses WAPU-20 semi-final clash with Burkina Faso.
1: And over 7.4 million SIM cards risk deactivation by midnight today as the clock ticks towards final deadline for SIM cards re-registration in 12 hours.
3: Thomas at the close of yesterday, you were looking at around approximately 7.4 million people who were still within this particular bracket.
1: There's more as the Telcos Chamber assures measures are in place to secure funds in mobile money accounts of these SIM cards. We've got details of these plus more here on the Midday News with me, Bernice Abubeydulansa. You want to stay for details. Thanks for your company. The details now a relative calm has been restored to the mining town of Oboise after a standoff between a group of illegal miners and a police military team that was called in to maintain order and this uh, was after some illegal miners were arrested. They invaded one of the underground tunnels of Anglo Gold Ashanti. It took a reinforced police military team which responded with warning shots to disperse the angry miners who smashed windows and screens of buses and a pickup vehicle belonging to the company. The Oboasi East District Security Council says it will maintain a heavy security presence there uh, to ensure illegal miners that are stuck will be arrested once they come out of the pit. Here's Oboasi East DCE Faustina Emisa. They
2: said they will not come unless I promise them that uh, when they come out they, 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 will, they will not be taken to the police. And, you know, I, I cannot give that promise. I said at least you go to the police, you have to a statement, you are giving bills. Some were willing to come, others said they will not come. They are waiting. So the bus is still there, the gate is open. Every time many of them is ready, then they will come and join. So gradually they are coming in this.
0: And you chair the District Security Council. Um, I believe you've stationed uh, officers at, at this particular mine uh, yes, to, to deal yes. with any The, the,
2: the, the, the divisional commander himself is there with, with support you have that uh,
1: the DCE for Oboasi East, Faustina Emisa. Let's go to Oboasi now. Our man, Oheming Teria, is there for us. Oheming, you've been speaking to uh, persons who witnessed what happened yesterday. What more have you been learning?
5: Uh, there is, uh, the information from eyewitnesses and then members of the small clean-minded association whose members were said to have been trapped in that particular abandoned pit, uh, indicate that uh, these uh, people were not in any way trapped uh, they had access routes that they could have used to uh, escape uh, from the uh, mining site. But the uh, problem was that uh, they thought that once uh, they come out, the AngloGold Ashanti Security Officer uh, would arrest them. Uh, so these accounts have been collaborated uh, by three individuals who were at the scene at the time that the DCE, the security agencies, and the officials of the Mineral Commission went there uh, to beg the miners' Uh, to use the, the route available, uh, that actually leads uh, to the Anglo Gold Ashanti of Watson Mine. But they turned their fears and insisted that they wanted to be pardoned before uh, they took any decision uh, to move out of their site.
1: And so, is that to suggest to Heming that they were not there illegally? Are they trying to justify uh, their presence in, in that part of the uh, Anglo Gold Ashanti's concession?
5: So for the illegal miners, they do admit that their presence in Angogo Dashanti's concession was illegal because they used unapproved means uh, to enter the concession. And when the Angogo Ashanti officials closed that avenue that they used to enter, there were uh, other tunnels available. It is a very big uh, mining tunnel uh, that even a vehicle, two vehicles, can even. Be Overtake each other, and uh, so these were available uh, to them, but they declined uh, to accept that offer. But in the community, uh, residents have been talking about yesterday's incident, uh, of which has also led uh, to the closure of Anguguot Achamki School in Obwasi here, uh, because according to sources, uh, the officials believe that uh, there could be some reprisal. Uh, from the illegal miners. And since the school is also in the heart of the community, uh, they took that decision uh, to close it down. Though there are uh, military police uh, uh, presence in the community, I've seen the military personnel uh, patrolling the streets of Obuase. Uh, people are going about their normal duties here, but I'm good as Shanti officials. I wouldn't want to take time to spend it
1: uh, just hold on for me let me speak to suleiman akoni he's uh, the chief executive of the chamber of mines grateful to have you here this afternoon sir uh, you've been in oboise what's your assessment of the situation there
0: in fact, it's quite volatile but as we speak i know that the situation is calm um it's becoming a nightmare for us as an industry when particularly every other month we have solutions like this so uh, we we need the support of everybody to quell such unfortunate situation.
1: Mm. Uh, Mr. Connie, earlier this year I engaged you, a similar situation happened at, at another mine where uh, they had to cease operations for a couple of weeks and you were very concerned. In fact, you actually made a direct appeal to government for the presence of military and police people uh, in some of these uh, companies, mining companies. How far have you gone with that appeal to government? Have you received a response?
0: Well, um, this is work this is right in progress. I'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm sitting at the airport, but this is work right, right in progress and we continue to engage with government um, at various levels. We have, we have requested to meet with the IGP, we continue to engage with national security. At the end of the day, we want appropriate security deployment at the various minds so that they can focus on their, their core business of mining for, for,
1: for the country. I appreciate your time here. Suleiman Akoni is Chief Executive of the Chamber of Mines. Back to you, Oheming. Uh, so um, do we know how many people are still trapped or are still stuck, as we, we've been asked to say now, in, in the pit?
5: Uh, ben, if, uh, the number uh, keeps uh, changing, but according to information I have picked from the Small State Miners Association, uh, the police sources, and independent sources, uh, 83 people uh, voluntarily came out of the uh, pit yesterday, 83, and they were taken to the police station where they write their statements. But as we speak, uh, I'm told some number of the illegal miners are in there, but as sources say, they may not be up to 300. But around, uh, if you add the 83 plus, what uh, is left in the uh, pit, there could be about 100.
6: So Ben They are saying that following our previous statements uh, yesterday, an additional 79 unauthorized individuals safely exited the Obuase mine underground yesterday the individuals who had entered the underground area without authorization walked out of the mine through the main exit point of their own accord and are in the custody of the ghana police service no injuries were reported we are grateful for the collaborative effort of our security personnel and the police in ensuring the safe and orderly exit of these individuals it is important to reiterate that the main exit ramp from the mine which is remote from the Current active working area of the mine remains open, allowing any unauthorized persons underground to exit at any time. Those who may still be underground are strongly encouraged to utilize the designated exit points where public security personnel remain on standby. The safety and security of our employees
1: and community members remains our topmost priority. So you had the editor um, Elton Brobe sharing with us details uh, from Anglo Gold Ashanti and that's an update to the situation there. Let's stay a while on illegal mining. A year after the destruction for gold documentary, illegal miners have taken over River Tano in a renewed onslaught on the already polluted major water source. Now, this is despite a recent crackdown on irresponsible mining close to Samra Boy in the western region. The Environmental Protection Agency Agency reveals disturbing levels of mercury concentration in the river at the Samra Boy catch point. Love FM's Erastus Asaridonka is back there a year after he exposed illegal mining activities polluting River Tano. Here's what he found.
2: Love News in 2022 captured Akunta Mining Limited and other illegal miners polluting the Tano River at Samra in the western region. A year after producing the destruction for gold documentary, we went back to Samraboy to gauge the situation on the ground. Ofosua Sare Samuel is the assembly member for the Mumuni electoral area. After your last documentary, those that they were in operation, they left the site. They are no more here or destroying the land. But our tour of the adjoining villages along the tunnel revealed disturbing pictures of direct active mining in the Tano River with residues directed into the tunnel. Chinese miners were spotted at Boya, a farming community, driving the excavators and operating the mine themselves, contrary to mining regulations.
1: You heard Lava Them's Erastus Asari Donko. They're away from illegal mining activities. The Supreme Court has, in a unanimous decision, described as unconstitutional the directive from the presidency that asked former Auditor General Daniel Domelovo to proceed on leave. The court also described as unconstitutional the president's appointment of an acting Auditor General while there was a substantive Auditor General. Uh, It will be recalled that the presidency in July 2020 as then Auditor General Daniel Domelovo to proceed on leave. Uh, when Mr. Domelovo pointed this out as unlawful, his leave was further extended from 123 days to 167 days. Nine civil society groups sued the Attorney General over these directives, and after more than two years, the court agrees with them. Legal Affairs Correspondent Joseph Akablay joins us with more. So, Joseph, basically, what does this decision mean? We know Mr. Domelovo
2: has since retired yes and so the court did not make any consequential orders as a result of its conclusion in fact the CSOs had asked that the presidency or his agents, should be restrained from seeking to enforce that directive i.e. forcing the Auditor General to take his leave or to surrender any of his power functions function to another person they had also asked that the president be restrained from exercising a constitutional power or perform a constitutional function allowing someone to exercise such functions of the Auditor General without authorization from the Auditor General himself and any other consequential orders. These three releases, the court said that the court not grant them because they were moot. We know that one, Mr. DeMelovo, has since actually retired per the date that he said was the rightful date for his own retirement. And so that was why the court did not do that. But nonetheless, the declarations is what is very crucial at this stage because it will guide governments going forward. And the court has stated clearly that the nature of the office of the auditor general is such that the presidency cannot be issuing such letters to ask the auditor general to proceed on leave again it cannot appoint someone to act as acting auditor general when there is a substantive auditor general and so those are the key declaratory reliefs that the court announced today
1: and was there any response from the civil society groups that went to court All the attorney general himself
2: uh, no not from the attorney general's office except the acknowledgement of the decision in open court for the civil society organizations, they are they were not present here. Their lawyer, Martin Kebu, was present and he simply says that they are happy about this decision and in due course the CSOs will be uh, issuing a statement and commenting on this
1: particular matter. Um, stay with me, Joseph, because the Supreme Court again has, in a unanimous decision, declared as unconstitutional the law that allowed government to impose restrictions during the COVID-19 pandemic. Parliament in 2020 passed the Imposition of Restrictions Act to allow restrictions provided for in Article 21 of Ghana's 1992 constitution to be enforced. Law professor and human rights advocate, Kojo Apieje along with Eight others uh, decided to go to court. They dragged government to the Supreme Court, contending the said law was unconstitutional. He further contended it was un- it unlawfully empowered the president to unilaterally suspend fundamental human rights and freedoms in the whole or part of Ghana. Joseph, so how would the court have preferred such restrictions to be imposed?
2: Uh, so Justice Jones indicated that the gateway to emergency powers was article 31 of the Constitution and 32, and these were the provisions that they had made the arguments to. They had made the point that that provided an elaborate procedure for restrictions to be imposed in a manner that does not suspend human rights entirely and also does not give the presidency, more or less, a blank check to issue any such restrictions on fundamental human rights when they deem fit. And So Professor PJ Chia, who filed this particular matter, tells us that He's excited that the court agreed with his arguments. It means that the law which was passed in the first place was illegal. It was unconstitutional. It
6: shouldn't have been passed because there were sufficient provisions in the constitution to direct how the emergency should have been organized. We also made reference to the Public Health Act, which also gives an idea of how emergency should be organized in case there's a public health emergency in the...
1: Law professor and human rights advocate Kojo Epieje Etiata We shift our focus away from the court. If you haven't registered your SIM card, this story should interest you. In less than 12 hours, 7.4 million SIM cards which have not been linked to Ghana cards will be deactivated by the National Communication Authority, DNCA. According to the Chamber of Telecommunications, this figure includes SIM cards that have gone through only one stage or the first stage of the registration process and those that have not been linked to the Ghana card at all the chamber says the 7.4 million cards will not be able to make phone calls and SMS or any financial transactions Dr. Kenashibe, is Chief Executive Officer of the Chamber of Telcos.
3: Timeline giving was that by the end of today if you have not registered at all Completed your SIM registration at all, then you would be uh, deactivated. Uh, your number would uh, you be bad. So from tomorrow, you will not be able to make a call. You will not be able to receive a call. You will not be able to do SMSs. You will not be able to do data services. You would not. You will not have access to your mobile money.
1: Well, Dr. Kenashigbe assures that all funds in the mobile money wallets of these numbers that will be deactivated will be secured with the Bank of Ghana for onward reclamation by owners.
3: Then what they will do is that the money will be put into a particular account. So what would happen is that your, if you need to go and retrieve it, you would have to go and provide evidence, and the money will be given to you. But you can't, you will not be able to try uh, you know, transfer money using your mobile money account okay. again but you will not be working together with the central bank. Your money will be set aside for you in a particular wallet, so you will be able to get access to it, but you will not be able to transact mobile money businesses.
1: Dr. Kenashibe is Chief Executive Officer of uh, the Telcos Chamber. Meanwhile, the National Identification Authority says it has successfully registered more than 17 million Ghanaians with a projected target of capturing an additional 2 million within the next three months. This is pending the release of funds for its operations. Speaking to the media amidst a sense of urgency among citizens striving to obtain their cards before today's deadline for the SIM card re-registration exercise, Chief Executive of the NIA, Professor Kenatefa, affirmed that once sufficient funding is provided, the authority aims to complete the registration process for all Ghanians aged 15 and above within a maximum of three months. Now, to other stories. Brace yourself to pay more for electricity and water beginning tomorrow. The Public Utilities Regulatory Commission earlier this month approved an upward adjustment of electricity and water tariffs for the second quarter of 2023. In taking this decision, the commission said it took into recognition the cost of electricity, increased volume cost of chemicals for raw water treatment, the Ghana CDUS dollar exchange rate and inflation. Director of Research and Corporate Affairs at the PURC, Dr. Eric Obute says the decision was taken to balance uh, and prevent extended power outages and their adverse implications on jobs and livelihoods.
5: Last time around, we used an exchange rate of 10.54 USD to the dollar. This time around, the projected exchange is 12.71 in the dollar. The weighted average cost of gas, which we call the WAPO, has also shot up. These two factors alone have necessitated an increase, however
0: small it may be.
1: Uh, So, you heard that Dr. Obutehi is uh, Director of Research and Corporate Affairs at the PURC. Raymond Akwa with our research desk joins me in studio for more on this. Raymond, PURC is alluding to uh, some savings to be made from these adjustments. Share more with us.
7: Now, the very first point is that a second quarter tariff decision of 18.36% for electricity helps to fully recover. 100% of the inflationary effect. The second one is also 100% of the gas price effect and 50% of the exchange rate effect. Now, let's break it down one by one. Why are these ones important? For the price of gas, the weighted average cost has seen a 7% from the first quarter to the second quarter. So that increase is what is being catered for here. The second contributing factor is the source of energy. Now we have an hydrothermal mix which has changed a little bit. It used to be, for the second quarter, previously, it was 26% for hydro and 73% for thermal, which meant thermal is more expensive than hydro, which meant that we're paying more. But now it's 29% for hydro and 70% for thermal this brought down the tariff by some 2.5% and actually bit it down a little bit the third factor is inflation the actual average inflation for the first quarter was 50.47% again if this is divided by 4 we get an inflation figure of 12.62% this means that the inflation effect for the second quarter will be some 12.62% higher than that of the first quarter which was 10.66% so the change needed to be catered for. Now, the new electricity tariffs are also to recoup an amount of $1.3 billion over the next quarter. So if we do not increase it, we will be acquiring more debt in that sector. Don't forget, we say that we want to reform that particular area and reduce their debt in the sector. That's what the PURLC actually saying here.
1: That's Raymond Aqua of our research desk. You're listening to the Midday News here on Joe 99.7 FM with me, Bernice Abu Beidulansa. Well, uh, much earlier, we brought you that story from Anglugod Ashantis Boise Mine, where we understand that some people are still stuck in the pit. Well, the company says that there is an approved route for them to use. But still to come, cured leper, whose plight attracted the benevolence of Vice President Dr. Balmia dies three years after Joy News highlighted her poor living condition.
5: People here in Ghana and in the world, we should take care of the very poor and the vulnerable. In her state, she is not able to work.
3: Imagine, say, what a wake-up at done. In know both. in no job. Where it vanished for your area for two weeks, uh-huh. you don't get one drop safe inside your tank. Hole. Hey, Hadia, our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank. Water, water tank? tank? Yes, water tank. Mama mia, that water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past selling <laughs> you. That water tank be tough like Ghana Army. That water tank, they carry water. So say some no go left inside the supply tank. Mm tank. That's my boss Mr. Foncho <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water.
2: What a tank. What a tank. By Duraplast.
1: Thank you for staying on the midday news on Joy 99.7 FM.
2: With me, Bernice Abu Bedulansa. Michel is here with the latest from the world of sports. Ghana's black princesses are oozing confidence only hours before taking on Burkina Faso in the WAFU B U20 tournament reaching the final will guarantee Ghana's U20 girls its sports in the next, the next edition of the women's U20 Afghan tournament. But beating Burkina Faso is not expected to be easy as they have so far scored the second most goals in the tournament. Nevertheless, you see Basigi, Princess's head coach, believes his side are the better team.
4: When we look at their group, uh, the teams that they played, and uh, so there is no news they having many goals than us because uh, Niger... They were in the same group with Niger, right? So, uh, looking at it, definitely they they scored eight goals against Niger. And they are also conceding many goals. How many goals have we conceded so far? Only one. That tells you that in terms of organization, in defense, midfield, and attack, we'll be sharper in attack and then better in defense than them. Love prepared
2: so while burkina faso have lost the game their processes are unbeaten and have the third most goals in the tournament game could be a spectacle and kicks off at 3 pm
1: right thank you so much michelle now residents along the gumwa Otreko stretch of the cape coast highway are demanding immediate government intervention to address what they describe as the needless deaths on the roads 16 people lost their lives yesterday when a yutong bus in a fuel tanker collided resulting in a deadly crash we will hear from residents shortly but first more survivors of a monday's road crash at that place are sharing the stressful details of how a fuel tanker rummed into their bus killing some passengers including a baby a baby has more
3: i am at the bus terminal where the driver of the uton bus was headed here, I've met an executive member of the Ghana Private Road Transport Union, Bob Hagan. He lost his friend, Clement e. Japón, and two others. He was at the morgue to see them.
6: Today, he called around 8 o'clock in the morning that he had uh, a label, a,
3: a Clement e. Japón's body. Yeah, one leg, one hands, the body had been divided. One of the people who died in the crash, Clement e. Japón, worked with Babs Transport. Emmanuel Japón is the secretary of the company. He says dual carriageways or divided highways save lives. That is all we want from now.
2: That is exactly what we want. Because, you know, I can't just leave home to feed home and all this happens. Soon. So our plea to the government is that that road, the Accra Cape Coast, Accra Cape Coast Road should be dual carriage.
1: Max Baba
2: with that report. Now,
1: some residents along the stretch where the accident occurred yesterday say they've lost count of the number of incidents recorded in this month of May alone
4: record more casualties.
2: If I should tell you per record that I have, per record that I have, this this very month of May. First May we had an accident. Second May we had an accident. Third, fourth May we had an accident. Seventh May we had an accident. 12th, 14th we had an accident. Twenty-seventh we had an accident, and today too there is an accident. It tells you that something should be done as far as this place is concerned.
4: Heavy
1: you had some residents there. Now, commander of the Winnipeg Fire Service, D.O. Two Chrissy Hughes, blames over speeding and disregard for road regulations for the uh, incidents of accidents on that stretch. Now, a group of motor riders have massed up at the Kanewu police station in Tema to demand the release of a driver arrested by the police for knocking down uh, a motorbike rider last night. The riders say they want to exact their own justice on the suspect. Expect more on this in subsequent bulletins. And before we go, a cured leper whose poor living condition attracted the benevolence of Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Balmia three years ago has died. A joint News Hotline documentary, Wizard Skins by Seth Kwame Boating, revealed Madame Poga was left destitute by leprosy, living on the outskirts of Gurungu in the Upper West region. She was forced to live in a dilapidated five uh, metre by six mad hut with her granddaughter, Ajara after losing four of her ten children and being abandoned by the rest. Her situation changed when Vice President, Dr. Baboon Baomi, saw the documentary. Here's a report by
4: Join with Sef Kwame Gwatan in a hotline documentary titled, Woodless Skins, highlighted the squalid and dehumanizing conditions she has been living under at an outlandish motor community. Darapoko contracted liposy at an early age and, as a result, had all 10 fingers and toes except the big ones chopped off. Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia was touched. When he watched the documentary and directed APO's regional minister, Dr. Hafiz bin Sali, to donate some food items and 2,000 Ghana cities for her upkeep, and secondly, construct a modest house for her. Construction of the two bedroom house, hall, and other ancillary facilities took off immediately after the donation, and within seven weeks, the house was ready for the octogenarian. To leave a once loved, jaded, death trap mud structure that will not even pass for painful animals in per urban areas.
5: And just to see the smile on her face uh, with her grandchild Aj- Ajara, who is here, <laughs> um, really brings so much.